What's up? It's your pal Winchick is Thoughticus, and this is The Bar is Low. Every episode, we take a look at a fan fiction or a collection of fan fictions, and these can be either good, bad, or in between, but mostly, they're bad. It's the last episode before I hit triple digits, so I wanted to do a little something special. It's time for some religious erotica. And by religious erotica, I mean Christian erotica. New Testament stuff about Jesus, because he's the easiest, most recognizable figure for both me and fanfiction writers to pick on. That was where the juiciest stuff was at. I wanted to find some content for the Quran, but there really wasn't much of anything. And I wanted to do some Old Testament stuff, but it didn't really pique my interest. So Christians, y'all gonna be getting it bad. Today's fucked up on meter rating is a 10 out of 10 for blasphemy, blasphemy, and more blasphemy, and did I mention blasphemy, and also explicit sexual content, underage sex, and preg, the romance between a Nazi and a Jew. I'm not even religious, and I've spent a lot of my life being against religion, and in a lot of ways, I'm still anti-religion, but some of this shit even offended me, by which I mean mostly the Nazi-Jew romance. So, here's the warning. If you are religious, consider not listening to this episode if you are offended by the idea of religious figures such as Jesus Christ of Nazareth having kinky sex with figures such as Adolf Hitler of Nazi Germany and Satan of hell. Do not listen to this episode if you think listening to me talk about such things will keep you out of heaven. Don't blame me if you still chose to listen to it. You've been warned the following content is blasphemous as hell. With that being said, it's going to be a narration-heavy episode. I'll be reading a few fics in their entirety and a lot of excerpts from others. And as the episode goes on, it's just going to get more and more blasphemous. We'll start off with such vanilla things as Jesus fucking himself and having a threesome with a married couple. And get some relatively tastefully written sex with Satan and like an mpreg fic. And then we'll finish on the not at all tastefully written Hitler fic. This is not the most fucked up episode I've done. It really isn't. But it does deal with the most sensitive content I've covered so far. And I know I've said on the show before that nothing is sacred. But nothing is sacred! I cannot emphasize that enough. So again, you've been warned. Now, let's dive in. And I'd like to start things off with a brief narration. And just as a heads up, they chose to go with, I think, traditional Hebrew versions of the names of characters and words for body parts. So if you hear a word you don't know, that's because it's not in English. So just fill in the blanks. Here's the fic. It's a short one. The villagers of Hagalil watched in fascination as Yeshua, son of Yosep, though the two looked nothing alike, pulled up his robe and crouched on the rock-studded earth. His neatly circumcised Zane sprung forth, red as a ruby and as solid as a cedar. Face creased with concentration, the carpenter's putative son arched his back in order to work the organ into his nakwo, which gaped as he spread his knees far apart. With much grunting and stretching, he finally managed to sheathe fully half of his zane within his tashat. His neighbors stood in silent wonder. Finally, Barnabea, the blacksmith, stepped forward and said, Truly, I have wronged your mother, Miriam, with my words, Yeshua. You have proven today that you are indeed fathered by the divine. <laughs> Actually amazing. I like how that's the criteria they use to decide that he's the son of God. Walk on water, heal the sick, make the blind see. Who gives a shit about that? Fuck yourself in the ass? Now that's something only an absolute legend can do. So that was a nice little warm up. This fic is based off a true story. 
I think I just accidentally dissed all of religion with that line, but like, I don't think that matters. I probably scared off any religious people listening to this with the intro. What I mean to say is that this fic is based on the true story of a couple who hired a guy to play Jesus in their engagement photo shoot. But what if Jesus just kept hanging around? What if he like watched them fuck on their wedding night? What if he got involved a little? I was tempted to just make this a narration because there are a lot of good quotes, but it's too long, so I'll just be reading some excerpts. Todd and Sharon are the names of the couple that this person came up with. Fucking whitest names ever. So they met at church a few days before the events of the fic, and they just decided to get married. Sharon hired Jesus to be in their photo shoot, and Todd just went along with it, because, you know, if it'll make her happy, he'll do it, even though it's kind of weird. And then Jesus shows up to their wedding, and at their house at the end of the night, and Todd politely hints that Jesus should leave them alone so they can fuck, but Sharon's like, Jesus do you want to watch? And they all head up to the bedroom. Here's a bit of a longer excerpt. Sharon leads Jesus to sit in the corner chair and kneels at his feet. Is this okay? She asks him. It is fine, my child. He lays a hand on her head. You may proceed. With what? Todd is thoroughly confused. If she thinks he's going to have her while Jesus is right there in the corner, she's got another thing coming. You may take me now, Todd. Her dress is a simple fox wrap, no zippers or buttons, so she reaches to her shoulders and begins to slide stretching material down. Todd rushes to stop her. No, wait a minute, he says as he guides her hand and dress back into place. Is something wrong, my son? Jesus asks. Todd huffs out, a nervous laugh. No offense, Jesus, but you're not supposed to be here. Oh, Todd, Sharon looks at him with a pitying gaze. You don't understand, do you? Understand what? Then I am always here, Todd. I am always with you. Jesus stands up and places a comforting hand on Todd's arm. Todd watches as Jesus places his hand on his arm. Yeah, in spirit, he looks to Sharon. Right? And in the flesh, Jesus says. His eyes dart down to Todd's pants. But you're just an actor that Sharon hired to watch over us during our shoot, right? Right? His voice steadily rises. He can hear himself getting a touch hysterical. It's one man, one woman for life. Oh, Old Testament, small testament, Jesus says. That fire and brimstone stuff is for the birds. I'm here to watch over you. Todd turns to Sharon, shaking Jesus' hand free of his arm in the process. You're okay with this? Yes, she replies demurely. You're okay with him watching us make love? He may have some pointers, she says. We're both virgins, and I'm sure Jesus has seen it all. This is it. This is how he dies. Todd is certain he's having an aneurysm. His new bride wants to make love while there's someone else in the room with them. Well, Jesus says, I could offer some advice along the way. I have been around the block a few times. I, unless you want me to join you, Jesus said, as if he were inviting himself to accompany them to a movie. Oh, would you, Sharon squeals. She springs over to Jesus and grips his arm tightly. We'd be grateful if you would, wouldn't we, Todd? I, he can't get out anything more than that. There are both a million things and one singular thing swirling around in his brain. I don't want to impose, Jesus says. I don't mind watching. He indicates the chair he occupied a few minutes ago. Nonsense, Sharon says. We wouldn't dream of it, would we, Todd? I... I can see that my presence is making Todd uncomfortable. Maybe he's not ready to accept me yet. 
Jesus looks at his sandals sadly. Todd, Sharon hisses, you're upsetting Jesus. Tell him it's okay that he join us. When he only stares dumbly at her, she continues, you tell him it's okay this instant or, or I'm asking for an annulment. She stomps her foot for dramatic effect. It's the stomp that shakes Todd out of his stupor and it gets him angry. Fine, you want to do this? We're doing this. I like how she's just like, Todd, you're upsetting Jesus. Talking about him like he's their toddler and he just took away his toy or something. So Todd gets undressed and he has some trouble getting out of his clothes. So Jesus helps him and he kisses his feet. And Todd's like, uh, should have figured Jesus would have a foot fetish with the whole washing the disciples' feet thing and all. And, and Jesus knows Todd's heart. So he's like, you're right, Todd. I know you didn't say anything out loud, but yes foot fetish and Sharon wants to be ravished by Jesus and they make out and she's like Todd you have to try this like she's talking about like the quinoa that her friend Susan just made or something I don't know their, their names are so white I can't she's like you have to try this kissing Jesus is so fun and Todd's like since when is Jesus gay and Jesus says quote bisexual why is it so difficult to say that word I told dad that his wording on Adam and Eve was too ambiguous so Todd kisses Jesus. They refer to their tongues as their muscular organs and papillae. Look, y'all, I, I thought I was out here just doing this episode covering this fic to laugh at the concept of religious erotica, not to roast word choice, but you guys are pushing it with that bullshit. So Sharon and Todd are ready to bang, and Sharon wants Jesus to hold her hand for comfort while, she, while it happens. Like, guys, this is my emotional support messiah. And the sex scene doesn't last long, and Todd, despite having never fucked before it like makes her come within a few seconds also quote jesus smiles and points to the wet patch on the front of his tunic my kingdom come he says and here's the excerpt that ends the fic like todd i also have many questions quote todd feels sleepy he did just have an orgasm after all sharon's eyes droop a little as well jesus extricates his hand and says i must be going so soon sharon asks propping herself up on her elbows you just came the double meaning isn't lost on todd i'm afraid i must i've got a bat mitzvah at 5 30 and i really need to get changed a, a bar mitzvah todd asks what do you mean Jesus carefully pulls off the wig he's wearing, revealing short, sandy blonde hair. Yeah, the Horowitzes down the block hired me to be a Neil Diamond impersonator, but what 13-year-old kid has even heard of Neil Diamond? I don't know. The pay is excellent, though. You're not really Jesus? Todd asks incredulously. Jesus sits back down on the bed and stares into Todd's eyes. Of course I am, Todd. I go by many names in many different cultures. Jesus, Elohim, Jehovah, Allah, Krishna. I am whatever you need me to be, except for Tuesdays and Thursdays, when I'm Chase Masterson down at the cockpit. Ooh, can we go? Sharon asks. I'd love to see Jesus strip for me. Sharon, for you, the first lap dance is on me. Jesus winks cheekily at her. I'm glad your wedding night was a success. And just like that, Jesus is gone, leaving Todd with so many questions. Maybe he can ask Jesus Tuesday night when he grinds on Sharon. <laughs> That's it. So who was he then? My biggest disappointment is that while Todd and Sharon were fucking, Jesus did not slide in between them and save leave room for Jesus. But other than that, excellent. Really just spot on. So moving on to a more blasphemous fic. I love the warning that this author gave us. Written in all caps is, Warning, do not read if you do not enjoy reading about Jesus getting fucked in the ass by Satan. 
I don't know, man. For me personally, that's something I wouldn't know if I enjoyed till I tried it. I also love the summary. Quote, God is love, but Satan does the thing with his tongue that you like. This book is told from first-person perspective, from Satan's point of view. We out here running as Satan. So our boy Satan, he walks straight out of hell because Jesus is about to get crucified. And he knows it, Jesus knows it, God and the company have all been planning it for centuries now. And Satan heads up to comfort him before he has to die. Jesus is feeling a little doubtful though, and Satan's feeding on that. I feel like I'm giving a fucking sermon. Satan will tempt you, but with the strength of the Lord, no. Satan is like, look bro, you don't have to do this. You don't deserve to have to die. And Jesus is like, yeah, you're right, Satan. And Satan encourages him to send an angel to die in his place. But Jesus is like, my dad's gonna know if I refuse to die on the cross. Like, he's God. But apparently you can just fool God. Because he doesn't know that Jesus and Satan have totally been hooking up. That's weird to say. And they kiss. And this is even weird to say. Satan eats Jesus' ass. <laughs> like, the tongue? It's up there. It slides up all the way into his ass and hits his prostate. And I'm hoping that we're working under the assumption that Satan has a long snake-like tongue and not that this is the author's idea of what tossing salad is like. And then as the warning, well, warned us, Satan fucks Jesus in the ass. And he does another weird tongue thing where he wraps it around Jesus' dick so that he can't orgasm. At this point, it's safe to say that Satan just has a Jar Jar Binks tongue because I don't know what the fuck position you could be in where you're fucking someone in the ass and blowing them at the same time. Satan does do that thing with his tongue that you like, after all. And they both finish and Jesus like goes over the hill or something to tell his disciples that they should be not falling asleep. And he says, quote, Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Bitch boy, you just had sex. We're fucking Satan out of everyone. We're really out here bringing a whole new meaning to Satan will tempt you because that guy, one sexy motherfucker. Lastly, Jesus creates a duplicate of himself to deal with the disciples while he runs off with Satan. Didn't know that was one of his powers, but okay. I guess he can just fucking T-pose and there's gonna be clones of his ass and I, okay. Satan and Jesus. Now we're gonna dive a little deeper into insanity. Like, at least the last fic made sense on some level, but here are three words to fuck with you. Or I guess it would be two words and one abbreviation, which would make it four words, really? Whatever, here it is. Bible, Omegaverse AU. <laughs> <laughs> Someone dead ass wrote a fucking Alpha Judas Omega Jesus Empreg fanfiction. I feel like I shouldn't be shocked by these things anymore, but I am. I am. I just I just don't have the words to express the emotions that this makes me feel. And you know, I think we should just read it because my brain is having difficulty processing it and organizing it into a cohesive summary. Let's just do it. It's, it's a little longer than most of the stuff I typically narrate. There's no other way. There's no other way for me to convey it. So let's just do it. Oh, oh these are all words that are going to come out of my mouth and then I'm going to have to fucking listen to them when I edit this episode. Oh man, I'm not looking forward to this. All right. All right, let's do this. Gotta hype myself up a little more. All right, here we go. Here's the thing. Kiss me, Jesus Christ. 
all right, I can't do this already. Trying to clutch hold of Judas's robes and pull him up from between his legs where he had been kissing him in the most intimate way. He was dripping with slick, wet and waiting. He didn't know why now. Why, finally, Judas had given into this thing between them. He only knew that he was weak, too. He had tried to resist, even when he had been in heat. She's <laughs> fucking humming. <laughs> even when he had been in heat, times passed. When Judas had been nearby, he had bitten down on leather straps and not called the Alpha's name. <laughs> the Alpha he had been in love with for as long as he could remember. I will never forget your taste, Judas muttered, wiping his mouth and moving upward. Crawling up, Jesus. Until <laughs> he I can't do this. Until he was pressed between his legs. Legs that Jesus willingly spread for the first time. He had kept himself pure all these years, not least because no one but Judas had ever tempted him. And until this night, he had not known that the feeling could be mutual. Not until Judas had come to him, sat next to him, and said he wished to confess something. There had been murmurings among many of betrayal of money being offered in order to sell him out, and he feared that Judas had come with the news of this. That he had discovered a plot, and that indeed it might be one of his closest friends who planned to betray him. He had set himself to it. If he was betrayed, then it would be the will of the father. But it would cause him no less heartache to know it was someone close to him. That Judas had given him no name, simply sat silent and pensive until finally taking his mouth. It was a hungry kiss, ardent, one that spoke of the same number of years Jesus had resisted, of resistance relinquished. Jesus had both <laughs> into the kiss and fallen back into the modest blankets and cushions as Judas pulled away his robes and began to worship him in a completely new way. You won't have the chance to forget, Jesus replied. Breathless, he pulled Judas into a kiss and whimpered as he felt the alpha press against him. Like this could be just normal porn, right? But it's <laughs> He still hadn't seen it, that thick member that lay behind robes and ached for him as much as he ached to be filled. It was worse than being in heat, the desperation he felt as he raised his hips and gasped as Judas slid into him. He was so wet there was no effort at all, no pain, only pleasure. He was pure, he had never been touched, never touched himself. He had heard tales of how painful this could be, but there really was no pain, only bliss. You can taste me every day, Jesus said the words breathlessly lolling back onto the bed, pliant for his alpha. You can have me every day, <laughs> made me bond. <laughs> <laughs> Judas grunted, thrusting into the Son of God. Even as he muttered ardently, you shouldn't say such things. You are Christ, I will never be worthy of you. But you are, you are my love, Jesus urged, despite Jesus' words. Jesus, <laughs> this might be the hardest thing I've ever read, honestly. <laughs> this might be the hardest thing I've ever narrated. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. <laughs> Judas buried his face in the Omega's neck, breathing deep his set and sobbing tears against his warm skin as he pounded into the body of Christ. Jesus was overcome too, could feel the emotion that came with all these years of longing for both of them. Tears rolled silently down his cheeks as he grew closer to climax, his cocklet. His cocklet! He forgot that was there! His little micropeen. Jesus' micropeen. Uh, his cock lit hard and catching friction 
between them as Judas rut. Judas striking a pleasure center within him on each thrust. He had no idea it would be this good. It could be this good. He might have sacrificed his virginity a decade or more earlier if he had known. But he was glad, so profoundly and overwhelmingly glad, that he had waited, waited for Judas. There was a sudden press against him, and whilst he knew enough of such things to know this was the Alpha's not, he had no real comprehension of how that would feel. He gasped, his eyes going wide as Judas pushed further in and then pulled back out. The knot stretched almost painfully, but before Judas had pulled back, that pain had started to feel like pleasure. Yes, my love, my love, Jesus cried, wrapping his arms around the Alpha to encourage him on the rest of it. With a grunt, Judas thrust inside him. There was a flash of pain at the immediate stretch and then nothing but bliss. Jesus felt then how he knew other people must feel when they talked to his father, full of radiance and vitality. And as he locked around Judas's knot, his body constricting around it and holding the alpha in place. With a cry, Jesus came between them, the sensation all too much. Tears continued to flow, and he felt like he might burst where he was so full of happiness. With a roar, Judas filled him, his cup thick and hot, and his knot and balls throbbing. <laughs> Jesus could feel it, all of it, and he climaxed again himself, now shaking with tears. Judas pulled away, his own tears falling onto Jesus' face before the Alpha leaned in to kiss them away. Forgive me, forgive me, Judas begged. Jesus shook his head and ran a hand up into his coarse dark hair, holding him close and comforting. There is nothing to forgive. The next evening, Jesus rethought these words, reconsidered that night of pleasure as Judas kissed him. They stood in the garden of Gethsemane, a place familiar to them both, but not as safe as it might be with Jesus' arrest sought. So it was with cold dread and shock that Jesus took a breath and stared at the man who had kissed him, his lover, his betrayer, as he called him rabbi and made a show of honors. It was barely something he was able to process. When the temple guards took a hold of him, he looked at Judas's face. There was the sorrow there, the pain. I forgive you, he told his alpha before he was dragged away. This is like regular Bible stuff for a paragraph, and then it's like his alpha. <laughs> <laughs> when Christ arose, his skin seemed pale, much more pale than his usual dark hue. He felt cold, and then he remembered Judas. Jesus whispered the name, remembering the suffering he had undergone. After that betrayal, his crucifixion, he had died for his love, for his alpha. Jesus took a deep breath, feeling warmth return to him and seeking a greater meeting within himself. No, not his alpha, his betrayer, but for all humans, all their sins, so that they might be forgiven and receive endless life, so that Judas might be forgiven by his father as he had forgiven him already. When Jesus rose to his feet and returned to his people, he was praised, he was worshipped, more than he had been before. They kissed his feet and touched his skin. He slowly came back to life, feeling the light inside him, his skin darkening once more and his heart full. But for one thing, he asked Paul what had happened, where was Judas, an expectation that he would have been banished by his following. But Paul had looked sad and regretful as he explained that Judas had hung himself, spilling to the floor the thirty pieces of silver he had been paid for his betrayal. He had killed himself. After discovering the Omega was <laughs> the Omega was to be crucified, Judas had attempted to return the money he had been paid for his betrayal to the chief priests before committing suicide. He had been unable to live with the betrayal that had bought forgiveness for all humankind. <sighs> Jesus touched his belly and hoped that all of Judas's sins were forgiven by his father now, as he had been by Jesus already. He would have forgiven the Alpha anything he did. Some months later, 
some months later, Jesus walked alone, his hands holding his belly and feeling the fruit of their love grow within the light and life that he had felt on arising. Sometimes good men are misguided. Sometimes good men do bad things. He spoke softly to their child. And that is your legacy, dear one, to carry on my bloodline and that of my almighty father, to know bad from good and teach it to your children and to theirs, so that they will always have a guide when I'm gone, a child born of love and betrayal. When the Omega child was born, it was empowered by love, hardened by life. It carried a light inside it that it would pass down and down through generations, a light that humankind would forever worship or fear. So, that's the thing. <laughs> That's the thing. Oh. oh, there were so many moments when it was almost normal, but then they'd throw in some reference to the Omegaverse. And, you know, I really... I, I don't have the words to express how this makes me feel. I, I don't. I don't know why someone wrote this. I mean, I guess it was fairly well written, I'll give them that, but... It's so fucking weird to combine the Bible with an Omega Versi. What the fuck? Okay, so I, I know we just read that, but I, I thought we'd close off on a classic because, yeah, it, it gets more insane than Bible Omega Verse. That's right. It's Jesus and Hitler. A romance. Believe it or not, but I've never read this fic before now, so we're just going to go through all six chapters of this. Why are there six chapters? Why is any of this here? Jesus was a Jew! I just... My feeble fanfiction-racked body and mind cannot comprehend this. Again, I'm not religious. I'm not a religious person, and I'm not a bitch who gets easily offended, either. I couldn't run this show if I was. But just... What? <laughs> like, I've read unironic Hitler porn before. It was episode 69. I was really fucking drunk. I had to be fucking drunk as shit to click on that in the first place. But this is worse. Honestly, this is worse. So, for some reason, this fix starts off in the future, in the year 2025, in Neo-Germany, and, and not regular Nazi Germany. The author kept being like, in the beginning of chapters, these characters are copyrighted by me. If you steal them, I will hunt you down and sacrifice you to Satan. I, I don't know. But they were like, these characters are copyrighted. So, I guess this is not the Hitler we all know. But it's the same Jesus, I think. But anyway... Berlin is about to follow the Americans, so Hitler jumps in his time machine. He doesn't know where he's headed, but the important thing is that he and nationalist socialism carry on. And he ends up in Israel in the year 29, and who does he run into but Jesus Christ? They both speak the same language, as if that's the most abominable thing going on here, but you know how I like to nitpick. And he's pretty awestruck to meet Jesus, and he explains nationalist socialism to him, and oh boy, Jesus really does like Nazism, and he finds himself checking out Jesus, and he's like, hey, so what do you think of love between men? And he kisses Jesus and Jesus is like, I don't know Adolf. I've never been with a man before. I'm afraid. And you know, here's just the ending of this chapter. I just have to read it. It might be harder to read than the Omegaverse fic. I don't know. Let's find out. Here's the quote. Oh my God, I want to die. 
I've never been with a man either, Jesus. I'm scared, just like you are, but we can't let our fears rule us. You fucking don't let our fears rule us coming from a fucking Nazi. White supremacists are like the most scared little men on the planet. Oh, what if I had to treat other races like humans? Oh, I hate what I don't understand. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, he continues. I love you, Jesus. Do you love me? Hitler's eyes had tears of them. She just smiled. Yes, Hitler, I love you. They embraced. Again, they kissed passionately. Hitler continued to jerk Christ off. When he began to tense up, Hitler lowered his head onto Christ's stiff member and caught Christ's sticky S-word in his mouth. There was an incredible amount of it and it splashed everywhere. When Hitler rose up again, Jesus locked lips with him. He could taste his own salty semen in Hitler's mouth and he didn't care. Jesus was happy for the first time in his life. You've all heard me say I crave death on the show before, but I crave death. <laughs> they really had to use the S word because I wasn't suffering enough, apparently. The chapter two takes place two years later, and they've been living together since chapter one, and they have many fuck sessions. One day, Hitler proposes to Jesus with a cock ring, and, and Jesus calls him Addy, and I'm having flashbacks to episode 69, where some weirdo in the comment section of that fucking Nazi BDSMAU called Hitler that. And I'm not gonna make the obvious joke about what rhymes with Addy. The author makes that joke. I'm not gonna do it. You can make it yourself if you really want. I'm not saying those words though. There is no hope for humanity. Fucking, I crave, I crave death, but like, that's what the Nazis want. They want me dead. They want my Jew ass dead. So I'm just gonna stay alive to spite them. Staying alive out of spite. That's, that's how what we're talking about. So these two, they have to go to tell God that they're getting married because God doesn't know that Jesus is gay, even though he's fucking God. He's supposed to be omnipotent. I don't know what it is with today's selections and tricking God. So Jesus and Hitler, every time I say their names together, I fucking just a little part of me dies. They just go out there, start killing people, and they get executed and sent up to heaven to chat with God, and Jesus tells him the news, and God is angry, but then he's like, okay, Jesus, if it'll make you happy, it's okay, and then this turns into a threesome for some reason, and uh, let me just read a quote. Here we go. They did everything. Chain bangs. DP. Eifling. God even turned off gravity for even wilder positions and switched genders a few times for laughs. Jesus was a hog and tried to get his father and boyfriend to abuse him with both their schlongs at the same time. But Hitler and God managed <laughs> managed to share a few intimate moments. After nearly four hours of wild love making, all three gods... All three gods were exhausted, and they lay in a puddle of sweat and semen. Jesus was bruised and bleeding, but his father bought a potion from a local merchant for two gold and healed him. After that, he sent the two love boards back to Earth to get married in a traditional Jewish ceremony. <laughs> a traditional Jewish ceremony. <laughs> he was sad to see them go, but he knew that he'd just be a third wheel. He went to his bedroom, turned on the TV, and poured himself a scotch. <laughs> what? <laughs> in the next chapter, Jesus and Hitler... <sighs> 
adopt a son who is right about that age where he's learning that his dick gets hard and that sex is a thing and and the son's gay of course he gets turned on when he thinks about his dad's which means that it's time for jesus to teach him about sex but hitler comes in and he's like hey what the fuck is going on here why are you fucking our son jimothy and jesus confesses that joseph used to do that with him as a child and that's how he turned gay and guys i really i think i deserve a hiatus personally looking forward to that when i'm not gonna read anything like this for like three months <sighs> so that was like the most fucked up chapter it's all downhill from here i'll just i'll just go over the rest of the fic real quick chapter four features hitler writing a new book and he just doesn't know what to call it mein kampf too or maybe jesus has been hearing the word bible get thrown around a lot whoa what about that as a title you heard it here first folks hitler wrote the bible then the disciples show up and try to cast the demon of homosexuality out of jesus but it doesn't work and he's just sad that his friends don't accept him but he always has his husband <laughs> and next there's a chapter about being anti-vax i jesus gets gets a vaccination and he gets autism i assume but hitler heals him with the power of love and then the last chapter is about their vacation to sparta and how jesus supports your right to bear arms and that's all thank fuck for that and again i i lack the words to properly convey what i'm feeling why comes to mind however and says i'm glad that's over so that's all i got planned for today I can't believe people really out here writing this shit. I know it's a joke, but damn. We laugh a lot at fucked up and offensive things here on the show, but I did not enjoy this last fic. I mean, I had a couple lines that I was like, it's kind of funny, but it just really covered it because it was a classic. It's just so insanely offensive that, it, of course, it got all that attention. Next episode, however, will not be this fucked up or blasphemous. It will be fun. We are going to have fun. We are going to talk about a fic that is rightfully so more of a classic than this. It is the ultimate classic. That's right, the myth, the legend, my immortal. And we're doing it when she gets thought of his style. And I hope y'all are looking forward to that, because I sure am. So today we covered Jesus Fucking Christ by Anonymous, Jesus Loves You by Trek Chick, Take This Cup From Me by Ken Maxwell, Risen by Icarus Feathers, and Jesus and Hitler, a romance by Angacrus spelled a-n-g-k-r-a-s the bar is low is on instagram you can find us at the bar is low with an underscore in between each word follow us you'll know what's coming up next if you have a fic to suggest feel free to get in contact with me and if you want to drop a rating or review on itunes that'd be real cool not gonna beg you for five stars give me however many damn stars you think i deserve as always i'm your pal this is the bar is low thank you for joining me and that's all for today